Hey, Courtney, uh, did you hear last week's show when uh, I, I spoke to John about, you know, not everyone can donate money and some people can uh, can just tell their friends to, to listen to box cutters? I didn't know you did shows without me. I thought I was the only one. Right, well, we, we, we do. Uh, you'd know that if you looked at the blog at boxcutters.net. I look at it, but I only look we, for me. <laughs> right, right. Well, just above that bit where... Where I you am. Look, where you look for you. Yep. Uh, there's a donate button. Cool. So people can donate money. Is, if am they... I on the button? Uh, no. No. Maybe I should be. Have you do, thought about that? Do you think more people would donate there? I don't know. Maybe we should ask them. Do you think you'd donate more if I was there? I think you would. What about just telling your friends? Yeah. So, yeah? Yeah. I tell my friends about me being on this. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's all you need? Yeah. All right. More Courtney. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Box Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 277. It was awkward, then we all went our separate ways. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Courtney Hocking. Josh Canal. Courtney Hocking, that's me. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Courtney Hocking. Good evening, <laughs> viewers. <laughs> it's all confusing. It's all confusing. Uh, oh, you know what? Big big show. Huge. Big show. Huge show. Right in the face. Really? Right in the puss. We've got, in, in this episode, all right, so ABC2, you might be aware of that. It's a station. It's been around for a bit. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. the ABC, mm. but with a two on the end. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they've got uh, some new shows starting, including our friends at the Bazura Project uh, will have their own TV show coming up. They're starting. So, the, so they're this start- is announcements for shows for next year. No, like no. Channel Ten are just announcing. No, this is just year. for September. Oh, what? Yeah, they're doing a US style fall season uh, at the start of September. They've got a show called Twenty Something. All one word, all lowercase. Nothing to do with thirty something. Just what was thirty something? Oh, that was Courtney. with Jack from Lost. I'm, Courtney, I'm young. No, wasn't wasn't he in them? No, oh, that was Party of Five. That was Party of Five. <laughs> Awkward. It was with Danny I never from uh, one of them. Danny from West Wing was in it. Ah, Danny, oh, I yeah. like him. Yeah, he was he was great. He actually played a, a film director yeah. in Thirty Something. I can say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, nothing to do with that. Uh-huh. Uh, Jess and Josh, the co-creators and stars of Twenty Something, the new comedy from ABC Two, coming in to talk to us about being Twenty Something and making a show, and then you know making us all jealous of uh, of them having a show on TV. But before, before we get into that, uh, I, I wanted to mention some changes to the schedule. I, I mentioned this on the blog at boxcutters.net. I saw that. You saw that? I think I was involved, but yeah. Right, yeah. right. Because there's an announcements section on the, uh, on, oh, the, on okay. the bottom right, and you, can, uh, and you can keep up to date with what's happening in the world of box cutters there. And uh, I did say we are changing our schedule slightly, because mm. last week there was a, a little bit of a, a whoopsie. A whoopsie. <laughs> a little bit of a whoopsie. Whoopsie-der. Uh, and uh, and so we, we we've decided maybe we should listen to the show before putting it out. Hey, so, hey, hey! So how many how many years six, have we been doing this? Yet? Six okay. years. It'll be six years next week. All right, but and just in time. Just in time. <laughs> We're going to start listening to it as well. So what, uh, what will we not do for you, dear I know, listener? I know. Even even more reasons to give us three dollars a month. Uh, the uh, so so yeah, we're, we're going to start doing that, which means that you're not going to get it on Tuesday morning. You are going to get it on Tuesday afternoon. 
Do you think this is going to be controversial? I, I, it, it already is. I saw I saw a bit of action on Twitter, some people saying it's like starting a turf war well, with other podcasts. Yeah, TV Revolution released theirs on a Tuesday afternoon, okay. and uh, and we'll be releasing ours on a Tuesday afternoon. And we just think it's going to help everybody. It's we've, like, worked, we've worked it all out. Mm. We were going to have a dance-off. Uh, no trotters this week. Toby Halligan away. Some political thing. Clearly. Oh. Like, that—that that is really what he said. There's some political thing that I have to be at. So this is the trouble with political comedians. They use the word political and everyone gets so bored that, you know, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> Off you go. Whatever you've got to do. If he, I'm a political comedian. I could have tried that one on with you. And I mentioned the blog earlier. There are things happening on the blog. In case you've missed them, uh, there are opinion pieces. <laughs> things you may have missed. Yeah, things you may have missed on, on the, the blog. blog. Uh, opinion pieces. Uh, Glenn Peters has been writing stuff. I wrote a, a thing about four weddings uh, I read that, that went up uh, y- yesterday. Uh, was, I, I did read that. You did, it didn't include you, though. Yeah, but I read it anyway. Oh, this is why I'm making a big deal out of the fact that I read it. Oh, thanks. Uh, and uh, <laughs> also on, uh, on this show, we're going to uh, look more at how we watch. Uh, Courtney, we're going to find out how you watch and, uh, and also hear some, from some of the listeners. About how that they sounds watch. interesting. We've got uh, some programming and production information coming up later on. We've that got sounds to, boring. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about uh, Fetch TV for for a little Stop bit. Stop trying to make Fetch TV happen. It's uh, well because I got it. I got a box. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to talk about that. We've it's got the old-fashioned puss. We've, we've got one thing. We've got pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. <laughs> I wanted to take a quick look at Japan. Mm-hmm. It's just there it over is. there. <laughs> yeah, same joke. Nice. Thanks, dads. <laughs> uh, so J- Japan's in a little bit of trouble television-wise. Why? People are stopping watching. Why? Working too hard. Boring, apparently. Working too hard and boring. Apparently, that Japanese Japanese they, television has just gotten boring. Do, are, they, is, are they bored by the, the insane game shows or have they stopped making those? <laughs> Lose your shirt. Well, uh, apparently they've stopped making them, oh, and now yeah. everything is just yeah, kind of a comedian hosting some kind of panel show. Oh, or just, sounds like something very I, familiar. Yeah. Very familiar. It's I no time believe. for laughs in Japan. No, what? Well, no time for laughs in Japan. With, right, right. The earthquake, the, the tsunami, the nuclear meltdown. Don't they deserve to laugh? No time for laughs, things? Courtney. But what about deserving to laugh? I think that's what it's you're time overlooking. Time for mourning. Well, mourning has broken, Brett. <laughs> Over, uh, uh, it's dad joke city huh? in here. Huh? I can't see for all the dads in the room. Over, uh, over at the rising sun. Oh. oh god! What else can I do? Stop it! Stop it! Uh, the, the, in the in the digital switchover in Japan mm. from analog to digital, a hundred thousand households just didn't. <laughs> Just switched off. They just decided to not have television. Good for them. Uh, there are really low ratings for, for shows that, that are still on. Uh, shows that have been on for over 40 years oh. are just flailing. They've been popular all this time. Plus, Japan doesn't have as much money as, as it once did to create all this all of these new shows. What? For the last 10 what? years or so, a lot of Korean material has come into Japanese mm. scheduling. Have- so what, are you, what is Japan as a nation suggesting they're going to do about it? They're going to put oh, some got- money into programming? No. 
No, I think they're just going to let it run its course. And it was uh, TV Fuji that uh, had brought in a lot of Korean television. Yeah. And, in fact, they have two-hour blocks of just Korean things. So is that what's... Do they think that's contributing to the switch-off, that they're not getting any locally made content? Well, so? there have been a couple of protests against Fuji TV mm-hmm. about all the Korean uh, so programming. So it's not just like a similar situation to us with the States? Well, it it is, and that and that brings us to our next bit of news. So it's basically it's a story about um, foreign content flooding our televisions. Uh, obviously, we do have we already have uh, regulations uh, to state yes. the minimum amount of a, minimum local content in Australian programming, but it seems that uh, a report by Screen Australia has found that the foreign content on Australian televisions has grown by 154% in three years since the advent of digital channels. In just in just three years. That is a lot. Since the advent of digital channels, though, so what's the upkick of, of growth in all programming, I suppose? Well, and, and the, th- the thing is that uh, digital channels are not regulated in the same way that the, uh, the traditional five channels were. Yeah. Uh, and and so the digital channels don't have Australian content regulations on them, how? which means they can just be filled with all sorts of stuff, which is how we end up with all this old Brady Bunch mm. and, uh, and and things on, on all these channels. When when we brought um, digital on, how was how did that get an exception in terms of the Australian content rules? Uh, well, let me throw cash at you. Oh. And see what you say, Courtney. It, it was it was really a case of the networks wanted it this way, and the government said that's fine. And that's why. Oh, oh, and and here have sixty six percent of your license fee back mm-hmm. uh, in in tax cuts, uh, just because clearly it's very hard on everybody. Quote quote from Screen Australia's Chief Operating Officer, Fiona Cameron. Audiences are fragmenting away from the main free-to-air channels to multi-channels that have no Australian content requirements, and this has resulted in a significant decline in the diet of Australian content. It's it's such a tricky, like, part of me thinks it's such crap that, you know, we can just say, oh, I have a lot of money, now we're just going to do whatever you want to do. But part of me also thinks... Australian content shouldn't be something forced onto people like Brussels sprouts as well. It shouldn't be a matter of, you know, and I suppose those two things can work together. You know, the less money you put into Australian content, the worse the content's going to be and therefore, you know, the more people are going to treat it like this thing that we have to have but we don't really want. Well, and I I look at things like uh, uh, Cloud Street, which we reviewed last week, which was just excellent and one of the best Australian things I've seen in a long time. Mm. And... Showcase didn't have to make that. There were no regulations a, a, about it making that. It did get a lot of funding money from uh, Film Vic, mm. uh, Screen West, the West Australian Lottery, and uh, and so it used a lot of a lot of local money to make something really good. Mm. Uh, is it better to have uh, volume or quality? Well, yeah, that's true. And also the other tricky thing with that as well is it's a bit disappointing to. I, there's I, there's, I there's a, an answer to that, which I, is that you I had, can't count quality. I had a question and you said that's true. Uh, that's, you know, I was that's, distracted by the other noises. By the time. yelling. Yeah. Um, pardon me for fearing for our lives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> but no, the, the thing is, the other thing about, you know, it's really good that they've, they've put the money into it and there's, there's so much, you know, it's an originally written Australian novel 
that's then been brought, you know, obviously someone wanted to do this. They didn't do it because they had to. But then on the other hand, it's on digital. And no, it it's was on, on, it's on subscriber top, TV. Subscriber on, TV. Yeah. And ha- so many people aren't going to see it. So, you know, even though you have that really good quality Australian television, people are missing out on it. And then they're still seeing, you know, Underbelly Razor. Well, right. and, and and Foxtel's uh, response to that would be they don't have to miss out; they can subscribe to it. I know, but service. you know what I mean. That's yeah. not you know. Yeah. Yeah. But they also, people get a they job. also like, it, it is it is uh, it's kind of like a tent pole that that they they put out uh, heaps of publicity about it. Uh, they had the the cars talking all over the place. They mm. had ads on tram shelters and stuff. Mm. So everybody knew it was coming, and they had enough time to get on there. But what I'm saying is it's like, you know, homeless people get a job. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. mean it's accessible just because you say you can pay for it. So, so that's, that's, that's Australian content. At the, at the same time, uh, Australian content past and future, Brett, mm-hmm. uh, are they selling out our childhood? Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, they're selling our childhood. They're Are selling they selling ch- it out? Right. Is the question. Well, uh, kind of our, our memories, I, I guess, uh, because Banksia Productions, uh, they uh, went into receivership. I think it was about this time last year. Administration. Um, and uh, one of, uh, Banksia Productions' main asset was uh, the character Humphrey B. Bear. He's more than an asset, isn't he? Um, he's an icon. He's, he's a pencil. He's a pencil's icon. icon, exactly. <laughs> uh, now there was actually a, a a bit on PM last week, which uh, we they were speaking to Anthony O'Donoghue, uh, talking about uh, on on the uh, opening up tenders for those assets. Who's Anthony O'Donoghue? Uh, he is uh, the last presenter from uh, the the Humphrey show. Humphrey B. Bear was that? He is he's Humphrey. He's Humphrey. There you go. Um, who was talking about uh, the the universal appeal of. Uh, Humphrey B. Bear. I had no idea that they were they were making productions for other countries. Uh, that and, bear got and around, selling it in. Yeah, um, expect a bear without pants to just be seeing you. He was, uh, he do was seeing so a lot across, of other countries. It was across most of the Southeast Asian countries in the Middle East, and uh, they'd even done a Hispanic Humphrey. Hispanic oh. Humphrey. That well, good. I think I think when you've got a character that doesn't talk, mm. it's pretty easy. Mm. 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 It's true. That, uh, is, that is miming. So uh, it's, it's I, for I, sale. I, uh, I, I actually spoke to Humphrey earlier today, and uh, here's what he said. That's such a terrible joke. It's such a terrible... What is it? Courtney said dad jokes, and now, now you're just trying. He's trying to... But there's there's something else about our childhood, Brett, that uh, that that is is being sold out. Young and talent time, three which weeks we in have, a row. Uh, yes, uh, three weeks in a row. This week, uh, the exciting news is that auditions have been announced, and uh, Rob oh, Millsy Mills and uh, Johnny Young are going to be scouring the country for the best and brightest young stars to become members of the team, as well as uh, potential. Contestants to be part of the weekly talents Funny. quest. I was so thinking asked, about Millsy just hang last hang week, were and you, here he is. Wait, were you? Yeah, were you really. I was thinking about Box Hill, and that's where Millsy comes from. Right. And uh, yeah, and then I was like, I wonder what Millsy's up to. This is what Millsy's up to. Is it your fault? I blame myself. Right. Fair yeah, enough. Sorry. Fair enough. Uh, in uh, in in very quick iTunes news, iTunes have closed down their TV show rental service in the US. This is something they only started like a year idea. ago. Stupid idea! It was a stupid idea to start with. How did it work? Uh, you could rent a show for 
like two days or three days. So you so paid you had le- to watch it in that time. Yeah, you paid less than if you bought it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a dollar ninety nine to three dollars to buy an episode of a, a TV series, or you can get a season pass where you purchase every single episode of that TV series. But they had a cheaper version where you could just rent. It's ridiculous. It's just, I mean, I understand, you know, people still use the term about Blockbuster. It's a video store. No, it's a DVD store. Yeah. Um, and, and that sort of outdated language. But just, well, it's, it's like just easy. ridiculous stretch to, oh, you can rent an episode online. Rack off, and idiots. It, well, the thing is they already had the price point for an episode. People were already willing to pay a dollar ninety nine to three dollars for an episode. Just so give why bother? Freaking episode. Yeah, yeah. So they've uh, they've stopped that. And uh, and Kim Kardashian got married last week, uh, which has sent up sales of her sex tape. And that is the box cutters news. She's sassy, smart, and just wants to have fun. Is marriage and kids something you're after? Oh fuck no, nope. He's sensitive, supportive, and the best friend a girl could ever have. Hey, what's this? I made it for you. Oh. You and Josh aren't together? Oh, no, just friends. It says we've been evicted. Maybe this is just what we need. Hit rock bottom, then go up from there. It's called erotic cleaning. Jess, you're not serious. It's all very classy. We wear cute little outfits and just lots of sexually charged choreography. Stop! I said no hands, ladies. Who's out there looking for lost dogs? How many times do you see lost dog posters? They're always covered with reward. It's a real gap in the market. It is a little bit crazy though, isn't it? Backpackers, they're just 20-somethings like us. They're looking for fun, but they don't know where to go. Good morning and listen up. Over here we have the cheapest tour in Melbourne. And we also have a complimentary peach snaps on arrival. The accidental entrepreneurs prove that going nowhere is one hell of a ride. To us. I thought it reminded me of you. Is that what I look like in a bikini? No, you're cute, like a stuffed hippo. That's That's not what I'm hearing. Jess Harris is a singer and songwriter of soul and R&B and pop music. She hails from West London and in 2009 released her debut EP called All She Wrote. 29-year-old Josh Schmidt is a minor league pitcher with New York Yankees affiliate team Trenton. In 21 games this year, he managed a very impressive ERA of 1.55. Now, curiously, they both star and co-produce the new ABC TV comedy 20-something. I don't know how that works, mm. Courtney. It's but like magic. It is like magic. But we've, we've got them both in the studio. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we're very glad to have Jess Harris and Josh Schmidt in the studio Hello. with us. Hello. Not those ones, though. Yeah. I'm Aww. not. Oh. Not those ones. We've made a terrible mistake. I did all that research. <laughs> so I really wanted to that 1.55 ERA, Josh. That's really impressive. Do you know I actually know what you're talking about because I've shamefully Googled myself this <laughs> week. So I do know this baseball player called Josh Smith. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I did if... know there was a singer-songwriter called Jess Harris. There is? I don't know. I wonder if he knows you. Yeah. Well, cause how, how, how old are you, Josh? Because he's 29. I'm and... 31. Oh. So the oldest You were the Schmidt. first one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're the original Schmidt. <laughs> you, you get the one after your name on Internet Movie Database. So, so 20-something. This is this is a show that you both did uh, for yourselves and then took to Channel 31. Is that right? And then the ABC thought, that's a great idea. We'll make the exact same show with the exact same people. <laughs> no. Well, it's not, it's not the exact same show, but it, it is how it originated. We um, decided to just 
make a TV show. We had this idea about this show and we sort of wanted to get into the industry and didn't quite know how to get in there. And so we decided to make this show and it's kind of like a six-episode show reel, really, in order mm. to yeah. show what we could do and also just for fun for ourselves. Mm. Um and so that took us a while to make because we were doing other jobs at the time and we were sort of learning it on our feet. We would like shoot an episode, edit an episode and then learn from that and then go, okay, we'll <laughs> make the next, the next one. one. Yeah. yeah. So it took a couple of years. And then when we finished that, we, yeah, we called up um, Channel 31 and said, we've got six episodes here of a show, we'd love to air it. And so they said, yeah, sure, you can pay for the airing fees. <laughs> <laughs> Pop that it on. That was very good of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it had its own life on, on Channel 31. And then it, it was probably about a year or two years later that uh, ABC actually saw the episodes through. Josh was doing a documentary with the ABC at the time and he had it in his sort of reel. And uh, Debbie Lee, who's the executive producer of the show from ABC, she was like, what's this show and, you know, where did it come from and and what's your plans for it? And we were like, well, we kind of shelved the idea for a little while. So they had this program called Stitch, which was looking for comedy-based narratives and they said, come into that. And then, you know, long story short, they commissioned the show off that. And uh, now we've revamped it and remade it and uh, reworked it yeah. to be a new improved. Was it um, was it exciting? Was it weird to redo the same thing? Like it's kind now of like that a second a chance, older, really. Yeah. To sort of now that you know, after learning through those through it six yeah. episodes. Yeah, and because of that, like it was two years later, so we had gone up and done other other things mm. and learned, you know, um, different skills elsewhere. So mm. then, when we came back to do the show, it's definitely not the show that people saw on Channel Thirty One. Yeah. The heart of it's still the same that it's just Jess and I, best friends, you know, struggling through our twenties. Mm. But the ABC Two series is a lot bigger world. It's more rounded. The characters are more real, and. Um, yeah, like at the first series, we'd just think an idea is funny and just throw it in. Yeah. Whereas this time, we thought about it for longer than a couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and we were able to sort of work out what work, what people liked about it, and sort of develop our characters. I have to say, uh, no, no longer being in my twenties, mm. that the show really made me hate young people. Really? I, ju- I just, I just, I just thought. What a bunch of shiftless layabouts! Why, and, and so he's writing to the Herald Sun about it's, this. You should it's know in advance. Oh. So I, it, your show has made me realise that I am like an old fuddy duddy. So hang on, it's, let me get this. Is straight. that a question? Has the, has the show no. made? Has, no, it's just just a statement. Has it made you hate you or hate us? <laughs> it's it's actually it's actually made me hate young people as a whole, okay. including himself and you. I think right. it's, it makes me hate myself when I was that age. Yeah. Uh, and glad I'm not that age anymore. Yeah, so wh- why are you glad you're not that age anymore? Because it seems like everything is uh, is so uncertain. It is. It is really uncertain. And it's, and it's that feeling where you sort of, you're up one minute and then you're down the next. Like mm. your life can be amazing for mm. one day and then the next day you're and down I, and out. And, and I, I had controlling friends like Jess yeah. when I was in, in my 20s. Did you? And uh, yeah, just really annoying. Maybe they were trying to guide you and push you in the right path. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, you were just too lazy to know it. I wanted to know why. Why did you go for that as as a character? Because clearly you're lovely, right? We've we've uh, had. You don't you know, know that yet. Well, I don't know. I've spoken to you for ten minutes. I'm a pretty good judge of character. Um, to me, the essence of the twenties and that sort of journey that we wanted to go on it was that restless sort of desire to prove yourself. That need, you know, and that sort of frustration that you feel in that type of of your life, which I definitely felt, and mm-hmm. um, felt this sort of need to find where I fitted in. And, uh, you know, I, I worked for a long time in jobs that I didn't feel really were 
an outlet for my sort of creativity. So I sort of felt like that character sometimes. Mm. Like I felt like I wanted to sort of make people see me and listen up. Yeah. The essence of Jess is the essence of that sort of burning desire that 20-somethings have. It's just one sort of person. Um, but I think that the sort of way Jess and Josh work together and um, I think that the journey that you see Jess go on, the character, is that she very comes out all guns blazing, really ready to sort of take everything on. And then you see her get knocked a little bit more in the middle and mm. you see the journey that they go on to try and sort of – I think that burning desire settles when you sort of feel like you've done something really great. I think that is, that's the journey of your 20s, yeah. isn't it? You come out so. all guns blazing like yeah. none of you people know anything. I'm going to change the world and then you get – Hit on your ass yeah. several or, times. And or, you're, or you're like the Josh character who uh, just goes along with everything and then starts learning to, to stand up for yourself. Yeah. yeah, and sort of also as well, you know, Josh listens to everyone else. So I think you know, a lot of people in that time in their life, you know, if someone says, take this job or you should be doing this or you should be doing mm. that, mm. you kind of go, oh, yeah, okay, and you do it. Mm. And then all of a sudden you might be in a uni course, you might be in a job that you didn't think Going, you'd do well, because you thought it was the right thing to do. Mm. Yeah. Yet just sort of goes against everything that's conventional mm. in order to sort of this quest to be not predictable. But that's all, that's that's conforming in its own way as well, yeah. you know, because mm. that's sort of fighting stuff. Um, yeah, so I think that, I mean, I look back on and a lot of who I was when I was in my 20s and I just wanted to tell myself to calm down, <laughs> you know, calm down, have fun and you'll get there. And yeah. I think that if people sort of look at that and you regret a lot of the thing, you know, you learn and you mature and you realise you don't need to be a raving maniac. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, just the Jeff's character is quite raw and uncensored mm-hmm. and I think that, that your 20s are pretty raw and uncensored. And also it's, it's a comedy show. It's yeah, not, you exactly. know. exactly. Um, a drama, so you uh, can it's, switch it up. A th- bit. There were bits of it that seemed like a documentary of people who lived in my blocks, <laughs> block of flats. <laughs> like, Being very close to St Kilda, with the backpackers in there and stuff. Yeah. Well, well, there's a there's a, a scene in the uh, in the first episode that is filmed at Little Captain, which is my local cafe. Really, and, I yeah. used to work there. Oh, really? Yeah. <sighs> I love it there. Tuesdays and Saturdays. And it was you. it was very nice seeing those little places like Tyranny of Distance. I know oh, very I, well. because yeah. I go down on a Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, there's no way I'd be caught dead working on something. <laughs> <laughs> Just full of losers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so it's you know it's got that recognition factor, and you know, people from Melbourne love seeing Melbourne yeah, on exactly. screen. We really want it to be a location-based show and that for people to be able to you know, sort of recognise places but then also not belong just in one area. It's not all St Kilda. It's not all um, Northside. It's sort of spread over the whole of Melbourne. Was it exciting? I mean, when you were talking about the Channel 31 thing, obviously you did it all yourselves. Was it exciting to then, when you got to be doing it again with the ABC, to be able to say, right, well, we're going to act in it, we're going to write it and direct it? <laughs> but all the other sort of bits and pieces you didn't have to worry about was mm. that kind of good a bit less stress or was it more stress uh it was yeah no it was really good it was great because we were able to choose our own crew and you know we spoke to everyone before they came on board the show mm. so we kind of felt really safe with the people we had but we're also very um controlling and we like to know our way you know because i'm a cameraman as well by like that's my normal job yeah so we like to sort of we know what's going vision. on on set. We had yeah. a strong vision, yeah. So we're across everything. Mm. But it was nice to know at the end of the day that there was other people that were also really talented yeah. and who could 
bring stuff to the table and, and they help understood out. what you wanted from them as well and were yeah, able to exactly. do that without you having to do it yourself every yeah. little thing yeah. yeah so it was really nice to have yeah a team around it, it took us a while to sort of adapt to that because josh and i are so used to just doing absolutely everything mm. by ourselves you know they would be doing certain things that we thought we were helping sort of picking <laughs> things up and then like stop Get out. you know <laughs> that's someone else's job and you're actually pissing them off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. and because we're co-producers on the show so if we weren't being tireless you know it was uh, we had to. We wanted so much from our crew, and mm-hmm. it was quite a small crew. So we we're constantly running all day, going to a new location, doing stuff that, for the budget of the show, we probably shouldn't have been allowed to do. But <laughs> we yeah. pushed everyone really hard, and we had to work as hard as that, mm. or um, we would look like idiots. <laughs> now, given that uh, you you had uh, done it for thirty one previously, and that you had the storyline kind of all set out, did you actually get to avoid that uh, uh, the danger of falling into a production hell with uh, taking? comments from from the ABC and and having to make changes based on that and before you could actually get greenlit yeah because they were able to see it I think that was what was a real leg up for us they saw the people that were going to playing those characters playing those actual characters and they were just really on board like Debbie Lee our executive uh, executive producer you have to call her by by her full title which is Debbie Lee tiny but powerful tiny but powerful totally (laughs) she is she um was behind the show 100%. So we sort of were supported from the start. They knew exactly what it was and yeah. they weren't trying to manipulate it or change it in any yeah. way. Um, but um, but also she you know, read all the scripts and was over everything but was just happy with where it was going. So we were really lucky with the creative control we were able to have. In the time between doing the Channel 31 show and and this version of it, mm-hmm. uh, Josh, you went and uh, and sailed away with five friends, mm-hmm. uh, one of whom at one stage was the youngest person in the world to circumnavigate the world, mm-hmm. uh, and made Damn a documentary. Jessica Watson. <laughs> she just ruins everyone's life. I was watching the TV the other day. I had to turn it off because she there was some ad. Hi, me, 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 me. And I screw this. I'm out. Yeah. See yeah, you later. Fair, fair enough. I was watching something and enjoying it, but I'm out. No. You put her on. See you later. Anyway, what a horrible person. Uh, anyway, I've never. I don't know. I've never met her. Never she's seen her on TV. Totally gorgeous. Is, like is she? <laughs> yeah, she's lovely. <laughs> but uh, but no, that's not who you travelled the world. No, 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 I travelled with the boys. So you don't. Re- if you haven't travelled the world, how do you really know what she's really like? Exactly. exactly. She could be a killer. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then, and, and so you did that and won and won awards for it, and and got all kinds of success for it. And, and Jess, you've uh, you you were doing uh, segments on uh, Rove mm-hmm. when it came back after it was like Rove Live, mm-hmm. after it was Rove. Yeah, that's the order. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and the, the cast is very similar in those in those pieces for for Rove and and twenty something. Yeah, well, because Jess and I are um, we've been best friends since we were fourteen, so we are. In, in that sense, we are similar to the characters in the show. That you know, we are just friends trying to make something and create things. And all the people around us, when we were kids, um, it's, it, we've had a similar psyche in our group where everyone likes to create things and um, you know just build their own little projects. So luckily, a lot of those people could you know support Twenty Something and being that or being the rope sketches with mm. Jess. And yeah, we've had some really positive people around us that have mm. pushed us further. Yeah. Because Hamish was always in those, you know, sort of shot, popped up in my road pieces and Hamish and I went to school together. Mm-hmm. And so that's um, how he was sort of able to do 20-something as well. He is, uh, plays the character Billy. So um, and, uh, and and Sasha Kaufman. Who, uh, <laughs> how do you know Sasha Kaufman? I went to, I went to, hi- I went to high school with him. <laughs> I went to high school with him and he used to do Neighbours back then. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh. just little extra bits. It's a Google small that. world. Yeah. So, did you get to to uh, do the casting yourself for for twenty something? Did you? How much control? I mean, it says co-producer. How much control did you actually have? How much have? co? We, yeah, we had complete con- yeah, yeah, complete control. There was not not a decision made on anything and all. Like people, it's, we sound like complete control freaks, but it was no. that because we was it was our baby, and we really love the show so much, and it comes from a place of. Um, truth and we think it's really funny so we didn't want to um, get to the end of it and feel like oh I wish we could have changed that bit or that tiny bit so we had control of everything and there was a lot of people around us helping. We had a like we had a full-time producer. We're not claiming that we produced the show in any way at all but in terms of the creative control of the producing side we were really lucky that we did have all control of that. Would you do another series of it or having done it twice now? It does feel like that was the second season. Yeah. Yeah, that does. It feels like we've been doing it, you know, we've made this show for the bulk of our 20s. Like, we literally have, yeah. to, it's taken up six years of our lives. But it because this new series is, it feels the like... The first. The, it is the first one, really. You know, like, yeah. Channel 31 was, it was something completely different. This is the first season of this particular show. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's got a lot of life in it. I think that it could definitely do a, a second season. W- you know, whether we will or not, we don't, we have no idea. Yeah. And, and and so are you working on, on other projects now? Have, you know, I, I, I would think if I was working in a, in, in a situation like yours that there would be like 50 different things. Oh, we could do that, we could do that, we could do that. Yeah. Do you have things like that? You're looking at me so blankly like, <laughs> like no, Are we have... just in the middle of we have the one, Like, come on, watch it. We have the one thing and we're putting on a party for that thing and then we might do that thing. Well, I was thinking in my head, do I lie and say that I've got <laughs> a million other things because he's sitting there telling me that I should have a million other things? No, I'm saying, that I, I'm, say, I'm saying that I would. I'm not telling you what you should and shouldn't uh, do. I know better than to should people. No. You should. Um, we've, you know, we've also got a lot of things ticking over in our head, but in terms of, um, yeah, we're not quite sure. We've just sort of, because we, we were so involved in it, we were in the edit you know, for a really long time, so we've mm. only just come out of that. Yeah, and also the, the publicity is not a, a small job, you know, yeah. this sort of thing. It doesn't, you know, it, it can be quite time-consuming. Yeah. And also you want to be able to enjoy it well, as well. We like, want to really celebrate it and yeah. enjoy the moment rather than think, oh, what's next? Yeah. I'll get too worried. Yeah. So it's never really worked for us to get too stressed before. No, yeah. there's plenty so, of time um, to stress. Like, yeah, you know, like I think enjoy these next couple of weeks and yeah. have it on air and... And um, have a couple of parties amongst it all, and then yeah. then think panic about what's and go, next. where the hell is my life going? <laughs> yeah, totally. Sit in a yeah. warm Again, I have bath and cry right now. Twenty something airs on uh, Tuesday nights. On uh, starts so the sixth of September. Yep. On uh, ABC two, but it will actually premiere on iview a week earlier if you want to get a sneak peek mm. at it you can see mm. all of episode one on iview starting tuesday the 30th of august just tomorrow yeah it's, it's tomorrow it's yeah. tomorrow when we're recording this yeah but, well i uh, just didn't know <laughs> whether we could admit that yeah. time exists that we uh, are. yeah fair well to, just to, to clarify it's tomorrow when we're recording this it's today when it's released and okay. it's yesterday if you're listening to it on wednesday <laughs> <laughs> Any other day, we can't comment. Yeah, I really can't. I'm not going to go through that list again. <laughs> Jess and Josh, thank you so much for coming on to Box Cutters. Thank you for having us. Hi, this is television Scott Brennan. Apparently, there's no N in Box Cutter. This is the Box Cutters. Scotty Brennan. Courtney Hocking. Yeah. How do you watch TV? TV, TV, or television programs? Well, see, this is the the question is just how do you watch TV? Now, you live in a share house. I do. 
we have a giant TV. One of my new housemates, as his warming, you know, housewarming gift to us, bought a giant plasma television. Oh. I don't. Really, I watched something on it once when I was waiting to use the bathroom. But <laughs> um, generally, I have I have a television that I was given for my twenty first birthday. Are you fearful of the plasma? <laughs> no, it's just upstairs with other people, and I don't like other people. So I have a television in my room. Mm-hmm. Like an old TV, um, which I like. If I get home from box cutters tonight, I'll go home and I'll pop it on, see what's on, watch a bit of Q and A. You know, there are yeah. some things I'm interested to watch, um, but mostly I download programs that I'm really interested to watch. So you, on the interweb, on, on the on the interweb, either legally or illegally. I can't comment. Right, and um, and then I watch them on my laptop. I don't watch them on my television. Okay, and uh, and so do you sit at your desk or do you have your laptop on your bed? That's a bit personal, but uh, depends. Sometimes I sit at my desk and watch them. Um, depends if I'm doing something. Sometimes I'm doing other things at the same time, like playing Scrabble on my iPad because I'm a nerd. Uh, but otherwise, I might sit in bed and watch watch it on my laptop as well. I do that. Right. You don't yeah. find the Scrabble distracts you from what you're trying to watch? Depends what I'm trying to watch. Um, some things I watch all the way through and I don't. But if I'm watching like True Blood, eh, you know. Oh, is that like that? I, I still haven't watched an episode. You of don't need to. It's it's very floss television. It's completely pointless. You, you tweet and watch at the same time as well. Don't I do you? that too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, we, we've got a few comments from listeners who have sent in. Uh, they may have emailed hooray at boxcutters dot net or uh, or just put comments on the blog. I love these emails. I'm always interested to know how people do these things. Brett, do you want to uh, read out from uh, Noodles? Noodles wrote, I can't remember the last time the TV in our house was actually used to watch live TV or even delay TV. I will, for the most part, give my full attention to what I watch on my computer, occasionally keeping an eye on Twitter. However, there are a few guilty pleasure shows that I watch while also browsing Hmm. or playing Minecraft. So that's that's like like a double guilty pleasure. No, Minecraft is a completely different game. It's taking over the world. So is Minesweeper. Is it like StarCraft? You're like StarCraft. <laughs> David Boxcutter shared on the uh, on the blog one word, BitTorrent. That is actually just one word. It is. It sounds like two, <laughs> but it is just one. It says, uh, even for local shows that I, would, that, that I could record via DVR or watch via iView, the only thing I watch live to air is MasterChef. Even this year, David. Even this year you but, watch But Master apparently he, he goes on to say not, not next year because uh, <laughs> the renovators has ruined MasterChef for him. Fair enough. <laughs> so. I respect that. I respect you, David. Uh, one of the most interesting ones came from uh, Jimbo from Logan, Courtney. Mm, yes. Uh, not live. I can't stand commercials. We have a Foxtel IQ and a dual tuner DVD HDD recorder. And we almost always have shows saved up. Occasionally, if we want to watch a show as soon as possible, we'll wait for the for 20 to 30 minutes after it starts before we start watching so we don't catch up before the final ad break. So I, I used to do that with, uh, with with MasterChef, especially with the MasterChef uh, Sunday night Makes extravaganza. Sense. I, I would not start the watching it. number of repeats so. of what you've just seen would, before the ads. Yeah, because it would take waste time, it, it? would take me 20 minutes to get through an hour's worth of, of MasterChef. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I would start it maybe... Ten minutes before the end of the episode, <laughs> go through it and then and then catch up with everybody, and then I could get back to Twitter. It was more about how yeah. soon can I get back to Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. I think Twitter's a wonderful. I mean, in, in I was saying before, I, I don't want to sit in my lounge room and talk to my housemates while I'm watching TV because I like to be able to focus it on my 
myself, but in Twitter I can control the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can read when I want to. No one's interrupting me, but we can talk about it. Yeah. Me and... 988 other people. I I really think Twitter has has changed the way we watch television a a lot. I I find uh, Jimbo's next comment, though, Mm. uh, really interesting. One thing I do that I haven't heard mentioned by you or your commenters is that I often watch shows at 1.3 speed, which is something my HDD recorder can do. And if the show is taped on my IQ, I'll actually copy it onto the HDD so I can watch it fast. I realise this means I lose some nuances, but it also means I can watch a one-hour commercial drama in 30 minutes. So it's really, really, really packing TV into a tiny, tiny little compartment. It's mm. really... so how, do you, how do you do that? How do you watch something at well, that I, speed? I got one of the early Panasonic uh, DVD H, uh, hard drive recorders and it does have a, a button. You basically, I think, hold down the play button and it goes into 1.3 mode. So everyone talks faster, or um, well, no, it's it's uh, it's not pitch shifted. It's it's like a digital. So it's like when you fast forward on your your CD. So it, it kind of goes across. Right, so everyone talks like it's, and, and yeah. do, 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 but, do, so it, it cuts out little bits of it, but it's it's not that noticeable. Wow, that I how, how, it sort of blows my mind a little bit. I couldn't do that. I I couldn't do that because I I would feel like in the same way that I can't understand when people skim read. Like, no, mm. I have to read every single word. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Every single word. But, like, you know, on a rewatch sometimes I could I could watch something. You know, there are bits I might fast forward. I don't want to watch this bit. But um, certainly on a first viewing, I, w- I want to watch it. Unless there's, you know, like you know, Sookie it's something, and the Fairies. Hmm. See, I, I used to do it a bit with Four Corners where I want the story, but it's not actually made as, a, as an art piece or a piece of creative uh, production. Oh, they'd, so they'd beg to differ. Yeah, I was well, going to say. Well, I know, it's, I know it's done quite nicely, but it's actually about the story <laughs> that you want to get to. Oh, it's quite nice. It's yeah. quite nice. Well, it's God. nice, it's yeah. yeah. Nice. 40 years, it's all right. Yeah. 50. 50. Yeah, whatever. I know, it's, but, aged, you know, it's, it's aged so quickly. <laughs> Canadian Sophie wrote in to us at boxcutters.net and uh, uh, hooray at boxcutters.net was the email address she used. Hooray. At boxcutters.net. I feel like a disappointment to my generation. She's a she's a younger viewer. She's uh, so you're looking at me. This is I'm speaking on behalf of the generation. I'm just not now. sure if you're familiar with uh, with with because with every Sophie. time young people come up, you look at me and you bring me into it, and I don't understand because I've been 45 since I was three years old, and I don't know why you keep lumping me in with the I'm 20 just, year old. I'm just introducing you to Sophie. She's she's younger than 20 years old. She's uh, she's still in high school. Hi Sophie. Sorry, it's not you that I'm angry at. She's it's Brett. It's Josh. I know. <laughs> uh, so so. Sophie lives uh, in the middle of nowhere in Canada. Is that the name of a place? It's not actually the name okay. of a place, but uh, it's it, when she's described it in the past. How did she just, find us? I don't know. Cool. Hi, some Sophie. Kind of, some kind of magic. She says, I feel like a disappointment to my generation, but I only watch live free-to-wear TV as I have dial-up internet and no cable. That would suck. Yeah, she has problems with the new website as well, unfortunately. Aww. It's it's so. just, she's the only person I know with dial-up. <laughs> the future's not looking bright. Uh, no. She says, because of this, most of the time if I'm watching TV, I'm also doing my homework, cooking or cleaning. Mm. There are two two exceptions to this. One is event viewing, which in our house is Jeopardy. Just, uh, just a point for you, Sophie. Jeopardy has an exclamation mark at the end of it. Or, <laughs> not ordinary. a comma. Uh, Dragon's Den. Interesting that that's appointment TV. This it didn't work here in Australia, Dragons Den, and, uh, and and the news, all of which I watch with my grandparents and without any distractions. Except right your on. grandparents. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. All 
yeah, go on. Don't place activities on, on her grandparents. I will if I want to. It's event viewing. You can't stop me. The other is shows like Doctor Who, Boardwalk Empire, or anything else that only shows on cable. For those shows, I go to a friend's house, someone who has a PVR or high-speed internet, and we watch them several times, first without any talking or distractions, and the succeeding times talking about the program or faffing around on the internet. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and, and she's the first person who has mentioned going over to a friend's place to watch TV. And mm. something that I used to do quite a lot. And mm. I used to do it with friends. Like I would go over to a friend's place, we would watch friends. Oh, I did the same thing in London. Yeah? yeah. Sex in the City. You've probably done that. Why? Because you're a woman, Courtney. No. And women did that with, I did it with my lady friends. I've never gone to anyone's house to watch that program. Really? Not even my own house. You're just at home on your own having a Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking solitarily. Pulling angry faces. The, the, can I talk about my fun new game on yeah. Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah I love, I love so this. This is my I've fault. In, I've invented a fun new game on Twitter, Brett. I yeah. don't know if you know. No. Basically, I watch a program... And then I take a photo of my face at the end of the program and I post it on my Twitter and also on my Facebook for other people. And then people have to guess from my face what I've been watching. <laughs> it's great. It's it, a really great game. Excellent. It was great. And I, I knew what you were watching, but other, <laughs> other people didn't. A no. lot of people, some people guessed 60 minutes yeah. and, and you were upset at the way journalism has gone. So and- many people, like, like so many people joined in the game, which was so exciting for me. Because I was like, oh, this will be fun. And then all these people were into it. And they were like, friends, later episodes of Friends. You know, <laughs> like Four Corners, Two and a Half Men was a very popular mm-hmm. one. Uh, the footy show. And then someone was like, no, it can't be the footy show. She'd look angrier if it was the footy show. <laughs> Which is so awesome. So that's another way I watch programs. If you want if you want to play that game with, with Courtney, she is Courtney H yes. on Twitter. Two E's in my name. Yeah, one one on either end of N-A-A. the double E. No, E N E. Yeah, E N E Y. So yeah, come play, it's really fun. And um yeah. So that's that's something. And, you and could do that, Sophie, if you wanted to. Yeah, let us let us know how you watch. Hooray, boxcutters.net. This is Lawrence Lang from Unbelievable. You're listening to Boxcutters. Just quickly, uh, in some shows you might want to watch in the future, because this is what's happening in the world of the inter- entertainment future television. TV. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Mm. I don't know anyone else named Dwayne aside from The Rock. Do you? Uh, Name another. No. Nah. Um, uh, yeah, I've certainly known of them. No, famous there was, ones. There's a black Dwayne. Um, no, no, you're thinking of Damon Wayans. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so they're selling a wrestling drama to NBC about wrestling in the 80s. Cool. So The Wrestler. But in the 80s. Okay, yeah. And yeah. less sad. There was, there was a show that I was sure was doomed to failure because it had two kisses of death on it. It had Christian <laughs> Slater and, uh, and, and Brett Harrison. Brett Harrison, who was in... Uh, the Loop, he was in oh. Reaper. He's that guy in shows you saw for one season and then were killed off. Yeah. Or, you know, one and a half season and then were killed off. 11.30pm on Channel 7 sort of viewing. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and and Christian Slater has, he had that, Before he my had that. My the, Own Worst Enemy. My Own Worst Enemy. Oh, what a terrible show that was. <laughs> and so he's just a kiss of death for, for TV as well. Um, their show, Breaking In, has been renewed by wow. Fox. I know. White man magic. It really is. It's <laughs> it's scary. Brett Harrison, I think, is great. I think he's a, a great 
great actor. Just for has, one season at a time. Yeah, only. yeah. I'm, I'm just trying. I think I have watched an episode of it. Give us the, the pricey of what the story is about. Are they are they Breaking burglars? They they are professional burglars who get hired by people to try to break their security systems yes, to yes, find I've flaws in their security yep. systems. Yep. So it's rich people hiring people to. It's a dumb show with no good reason for yeah, it. I was and say. Really, it's 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 not a good show. It's I, and you you were concerned about it getting axed. No, I was sure it was going to get axed. <laughs> I was, was not wrong. concerned. I think that's though. what the point. And is. Well, it wasn't concerned. Okay, I didn't care. All right, but it's been renewed. Thought I saw a tear. No, no, no. I, I didn't care, but it's been renewed, so I'm surprised. Nah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Sean Ryan, who created the excellent series The Shield. Yeah. I've never seen that. <gasps> oh, Courtney. I keep meaning to Courtney. watch it all. Justin Hamilton is always banging on about The yeah, Shield. And, and rightly so. All right. I just haven't, you know, because there's like seven seasons of it or eight. Five, coming your way. Okay. Coming your way. All right, don't, good. Don't you worry, Something Courtney. Something to look it's, forward to. I've, I've been stockpiling that one too. It's uh, mm. it, it's it's really the, the sort of thing that you'll watch it, you'll go through the first episode and, and go, oh, yeah, this is a cop show. And then by the end of the first episode, you'll go, that is unlike any show Am I've I ever seen pull, in my life. Am I going to pull an amazing face You'll and then pull... only box cutters listeners are going to know what my face is? Exactly. All right. That sounds good. Exactly. Sure? It's not like I don't get why everybody raves about The Wire. No. No? No. There's, there's no holdouts think... at all with The Shield. I, I, I think Courtney is going to love The Shield in the pants. I hope so. That's, I uh, like loving things ooh, in the pants. That's my feeling. My anyway, Sean Ryan's got two new shows because his last show was, uh, was axed. Uh, his his last show, which he, he was producing, but he wasn't really very much involved with, was the Chicago Code, mm-hmm. uh, also known as Flashdance, the police drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he's got a, a, a new show that's going to be co-produced by Criminal Minds people and is another serial, serial killer's. Uh, Criminal minds, blah, 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 they blah, always blah. look like they have like too much makeup and... And not enough fun. Yeah, it's just they're pulling a lot of modelling faces but whenever I switch over and switch past the magnums that. all the time, blue steel. Yeah, a lot of that. But the one that I'm interested in is going to be a politically tinged sci-fi series yeah. called uh, The Last Resort, set in a dystopic near future. Uh, concerning the crew of a U.S. nuclear submarine, finds itself hunted after refusing an order to fire its missiles. Blah, 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 blah. So it's like Battleship. A L- little bit of like sci-fi Battleships, but oh, just a good. tiny bit of sci-fi in it, like Lost. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, and the creator of Supernatural, Eric Kripke, uh, is going to be making a version of DC's Dead Man comic for mm-hmm. the TV-ness. Well, that's good. So that's, uh, that's going to be exciting because Dead Man... Was kind of an interesting comic, but I think Eric Kripke can make it a really interesting TV show. Is his superpower that he can make people dead? Well, it's no, it's that he is a dead man who then inhabits the bodies of of live people and becomes like so. It's it's kind of like Supernatural meets Quantum Leap. I'm not old enough. And he has ad- adventures. Oh, Courtney, see, <laughs> see? young people, young people. <laughs> Ah, so, Donkey Dick, uh, you must be listening to uh, the funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky box cutter man. Hey, budgie tits. Courtney's just <laughs> looking mystified. I didn't know Lawrence recorded another <laughs> sting. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's just racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, so last week, Courtney, I got my Fetch TV box because mm. Fetch TV. Uh, what I, is a Fetch TV box? Well, come on, a, come on. It, it's iInet. No, stop it, stop it now. It's iInet's version of IPTV. 
Uh, so, like, Telstra have their uh, tea box. <laughs> I know. I know. Still, that's what it's called. Okay. Tea box, uh, where they get they, they provide people with television over the internet. Uh, iInet's version is called Fetchbox, and okay. this is a version that they have licensed from... Uh, from overseas, mm-hmm. uh, there's a version of it going around in in England. I think uh, a few other places use Fetch TV as as a box. And so I got it last Monday mm-hmm. and didn't have a chance to set it up until Friday because mm. a busy week. Well, you're a busy and popular man. I, I am, and I had to spend a lot of time with Jonathan Franz. I know, at least two separate days. At least had, two separate and days. And also time alone with his books. So, yes. You know, a lot of time. It's been a lot of have me. Have you finished Jonathan. that book yet? I have not. Oh, God. I'm a slow reader, I said. Yeah, yeah okay. But you know, every was, single word. I'm a slow but attentive reader. So, so I set it up, and I, I do have the Foxtel IQ, and I've been enjoying that. IQ one, IQ one. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've got I've got IQ one because I don't have I, I've got a CRT television still mm-hmm. to this day. I don't have people turning up to my house with giant plasmas. <laughs> well, if you interviewed 45 separate people, maybe you would. Maybe ma- maybe I would. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I've, I've still got a CRT. I love it. It's it's great for me. Works Square. really. It, it's four by three. Mm-hmm. Uh, works really well with the uh, with, with the Foxtel IQ. Uh, and I've been enjoying that service, but it is quite expensive, as we discussed. Fetch TV had a three-month free trial. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would give that a go. Keep all the packaging. Yeah, wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, done this so, before. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, I'm giving that a go. And when the three months is over, it will only cost $30 a month, which is a good $30 less than uh, than, than Foxtel is. Not so I'm looking at it seriously. Here's the thing. They say they've got 30 free movies available. These are all together. Free, for free. Okay. On demand. That's still not a lot. Which is, it's, it's really one, a, not that one many. a day. So roll over each month. I, I think it rolls over, each, rolls month. over each month. Okay, well, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, I'm uh, like 30 all up. That's what? It. Stuck with them forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, these are really old films, like yeah. Toy Beverly Soldiers and Ooh. like Shadows and Fog I started watching last night. And I'm a big fan of Shadows and Fog and I love it and I can't turn it off. But it was like one good film out of 30. Yeah. 30 is not enough, I don't think, for many people to find multiple things they like out of that. And they've got new titles that are available as rentals, but these are either $6.95 or $5.95 Which is what you you would just pay to go to the DVD store. Right, and get a bigger choice. Yeah. Uh, So that's not not a great deal. It did cause problems with my my internal network at home. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what it's doing, but I've I've plugged it into the box that they 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 suggest that you have a Bob uh, modem. That's what I've got. Mm. I've plugged into that. It's playing havoc with my network. So I'm not very happy with that. Is Bob the Ionet thing that does the network routing as well as VoIP? As well as VoIP. Yeah. So it's our telephone, and we've got naked DSL at home. That's just how how that works. Uh, I haven't been able to successfully get it to work with my Logitech Harmony five two five. Which is quite a few years old now, but I reckon if you pay a hundred bucks for a remote control, you should mm. be able to keep it for at least six years. So I think it should still work. There are problems. I think I can get it to work, but it's going to take a lot more mucking around. That's yeah, not that's one of the ones that uh, uses the Logitech site to download there. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's not on. Logitech so I've downloaded site. it. It's it just hasn't worked. Yeah. So I don't know why. I've got to spend a lot more time w- with it, uh, even with the. Even with the box set up for a PAL 
four by three television, mm. the on-screen display is really difficult to read. The font is really small. It's it's a little bit unclear. Mm. So that that's a problem. Choice of channels is okay, but there is the indication that some channels, like Bio, mm. uh, is not going to be available as part of the thirty dollar per month package in the future. Why? No, but it just says will be charged extra after October. I don't know why, mm. especially with Bio, because I don't know anyone who pays especially for Bio. No. It's that channel that everybody would like to have, but no one wants to pay for. It's, it's frustrating, that sort of thing, when something doesn't work and it seems like, well, obviously this this doesn't happen for a reason. <laughs> Just tell me what the reason is. Like, don't, do you know what I mean? Just yeah. say it. Like, don't be, oh, yeah, and by the way, you can't have this really obvious thing. The most important thing for me, and this is a service that I've gotten really used to with Foxtel, Mm. is the ability to remote record. So I can record something via the website on Foxtel or using the the, uh, iPhone app. Which is really handy. Yeah, in that's fact, great. The, uh, the EPG on the iPhone app is much better than the EPG on the Foxtel box itself. So often if I'm, <laughs> if I'm at home and I'm looking for a show that I want to record, mm. I will set it up to record via my <laughs> phone, phone rather than setting it up Going to up record. Going to the internet it. and then coming back down onto your TV. Yeah, yeah. Ra- rather than setting it up on the TV itself. Wow. Uh, that's, that's, some, that's some good software designing on whoever did that. Yeah. App, yeah. Yeah. Really great app. Mm. And uh, and Fetch TV doesn't even seem to have a web app for that. Mm. So that's that's a downside as well. That's yeah. one week into a three month trial. I'm not going to give you an update every week. So I'm still I'm still testing it out. I'm, I'm still going to try to make it work. But at at the moment, it's it's struggling to. Oh, plus, uh, it's it's a black box. It's quite a heavy box. It's got a large footprint. There is a uh, there are two lights on it. One is a very very bright blue LED single dot. Mm. Could be a lot of doing that. And the other one is a backlit uh, picture of the Fetch TV dog oh. that is red when the machine is off and blue when it's on. And it's just distracting and annoying. And I can't find any way to turn those things off either. That's annoying. That's yeah. good. So so far a lot of negatives, not very many positives yeah. for Fetch TV. Oh. Courtney Hawking, if you were going to be watching something by yourself without your housemates in your bedroom, (laughs) what am I going to watch? What are you going to watch and then take a photo of yourself? (laughs) You know what I'm watching? It sounds ruder than it is. It is. It really does. It sounds like it's a bit dirty. Yeah. Which kind of appeals to me because I'm not that sort of person, but... I don't know. I'm kind of excited by it. Anyway, so uh, I am I'm currently watching the new series of Louie. I think I've talked about it on here before. The most recent episode I saw was just amazing. This was a longer episode. This was a, a, like it was an It was a hour. special episode. They got given extra money by the network to do this episode. It was a, a special one that he had saved up to do. Um, they had extra budget. They used that by going off um, onto location in New Mexico to film it. Um, and New Mexico, the, the part of, of the US that looks the most like Afghanistan. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And uh, it's amazing. I, the episode this week is just so good. It's so good. My, I had a headache afterwards. Wow. Um, I don't know why. But, yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's such a wonderful character. He's so downtrodden and yet so intelligent and wise and, you know, so 
through with all that young people's kind of bullshit of so many programs of like, now we're going to do this, now we're going to do that. He's just, you see his face and something happens to him and you're like, oh, Louie. I, I love how you are the youngest and oldest member of Box Cutters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I love that. Brett, if you're going to watch one thing this week, what would it be? 8.30 Tuesday night. It's a special Australian story on yeah. ABC One. David Hicks. Yeah. Uh, that's the only place I would watch David Hicks on TV this week. I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm really looking forward to that. My one thing is a two-parter. Oh, In two, two, consecu- two consecutive nights. Uh, Wednesday, 2 a.m. Wednesday the 31st of August and 2 a.m. <laughs> Thursday, the 1st of September. Are you recording this, so this from is, your iPhone? Or this what? is Tuesday, yes. Yeah. Tuesday night and yes. Wednesday night. I've already set it up. <laughs> Tuesday night and Wednesday night. That's something new. On 7 Mate, Quantum Leap, Lee Harvey Oswald, parts one and two. These two episodes of Quantum Leap. Now, I know you've never seen it, Courtney, no. because you're only four years old. That's but right. these, these two episodes of Quantum Leap were like the height of intensity in, in Quantum Leap. So if you're not familiar with Quantum I'm Leap... Not? It's a man from the future who, uh, as part of an experiment, gets beamed into the bodies of people in the past. So this, in in one of these, in one of these, uh, he he gets he gets leaped into the body of Lee Harvey Oswald. That's, oh, really? That sounds kind of cool. But doesn't he get leaped into bodies to fix up things? Right. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. What's at what, really? at what time does he get leaped into Lee it's Harvey? It's a really. <laughs> it's at the time you would expect. He. It's a really. Wow. It is a really great double episode. Are they going for the two shooter theory or? It's a really great double episode. I'm not going to spoil okay. it for anyone. Last week when I mentioned Kelly's Kids, I did get comments from people saying that they watched Kelly's Kids and thought it was. Uh, I, I thought it was really interesting. So I'm saying these two episodes of Quantum Leap are great. Uh, so Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. 2am on 7, mate. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. That uh, pretty much brings us to the end. It's uh, it's it's really... That's important. Oh, go, go, go on. Uh, the block finished up last uh, Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Sunday. Last week, white people watching other white people auction off property for each other is like the height. This is what this is the fall of Rome. This is the end of the world. Why is this happening? You do do know you're white, don't you? Yes. Yeah. I hate us. (laughs) (laughs) I read the paper one more day. Property houses. Oh, it's less than I expected when I sold the other thing before. Shut up. Shut up. Anyway, that's another story for another time. Yeah, I think. I think probably three people here who are never going to own property ever again. So, uh, Brett, you did own property. You got you got mm. out of that. Actually, just around the corner from there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got out of property just around the corner. Just around the corner from there. Corner yeah. from there. Uh, next week is our sixth birthday show. And, uh And we're going to be doing some special stuff for you for that. Is it going to be ice cream cake? <sighs> Yay, ice cream cake! <laughs> there totally is. You should see Josh's face. There's not going to be any cake. <laughs> Great. It's now, going to be an angry cake. Now I've got to go to Carvel. <laughs> Yay! Get, get an ice cream cake. <laughs> uh, it's our sixth birthday show, and uh, and we're going to be uh, talking about our, our memories of uh, of being six. It's good. Gonna, it's gonna I'm be, excited. It's like box cutters babies. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but Brett has a very special assignment for next week. So uh, so hopefully. Is he All going- of that's going to come together. We're going to have the whole gang in. Everyone's going to everyone's going to be Is here. Is Brett going to turn up in the body of Lee Harvey Oswald? I hope not. That'd stink. <laughs> I don't know. Could be interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so uh, let us know uh, what you enjoyed watching when you, when you were six. <laughs> Brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 277. I want to say thanks very much to Jess and Josh for coming in and talking to us about 20-something. Uh, you can find their thing on iView. After next week, we're taking a little bit of a break and then we'll come back after that. Uh, but next week, sixth birthday show. Until then, my name is Josh Canal. Courtney Hawking, Josh Canal. I continue to be Brett Ho- <laughs> <laughs> Brett Cropley, Josh Canal, Courtney Hockey. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards and help from Courtney Hocking and Dave Lawson. John Richards edited this episode. Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff. He's good that way. We'd like to thank 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, for letting us use their studios to record this podcast. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps keep the show alive and makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there. So, Josh, I was I was very disappointed to find out that uh, that Toby wasn't uh, in the studio tonight because I, uh, after many years, so you, you've many, been practicing the noises. What? No, something better. Mm-hmm. Something better. I've I've created something that we can have every week for his trotters. Oh, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, Brett, no one's going to like that. You know, like, no one, no one is going to like that. I I like bacon and I'm not even going to like that. This guy will be okay with it. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.